Welcome to Apostrophe Cast. This episode, we are proud to bring you Carol Novak, creator of Mad Hatter's Review. Her multimedia, musical concoctions seem to spring directly from her mind, and their array of sensations and provocations will make an indelible impression on yours. Please enjoy Carol Novak. One. My neighbors are busy with pigs and cattle, pico plum and pico poir, pico palm and jelly jambano. My neighbors relish calves' brains, caprice, catalan free of delicacies at birthday and anniversary parties, comfort, food at wakes, bulls, bowls, and honey on Sundays for fertility. A man in a pigskin hat with flaps is plucking cherry tomatoes off the bushes in my garden. He stuffs handfuls into his mouth, barely chews. His belly expands as the hat's flap road points and the man's nose widens. I have told my children many times, beware of men in gardens. I see my children lying still among the bougainvillea, eyes open, still. The man in my garden turns into a pig in my bed. He wags his tail, licks the lipstick off my face, kicks the comforter to the floor. Soon he'll lick my face off. Pig, it's predictable. Mortimer, I whisper, nostalgia grabbing me like a pitchfork, skipping me up like a garden spade. A pig in my bed is not a surprise, though he tends to arrive suddenly as if on impulse. Mine or his. We fly to Reno, eventually. He has always had tasty lips that feel like butter and a strong nose for fear he can smell menstrual blood and menopause from impressive distances. Comely pink pig, so smart, so misunderstood, so maligned, so malignant. I suck on his briny knuckles with my pretty pink mouth, porky pink tongue. In turn, the beast feasts, plucks organs from their venal roots, popping them into his mouth, barely chewing. He leaves my mammary glands for last, salivates as he needs them, wanting milk. Now I am all bone, ready for a stroll on the runway in my rose silk gown. I think of the three pigs, the pig in my twenties, the pig in my thirties, and the pig in my forties. Pigs come in threes like fairy tales. Then who's this pig in my bed? Pigs come, pigs come. Two. Aging fast, my face stretches across the mirror and beyond vacant canvas tent, the color of deserts. The eyes are hard and atonal, teeth yellow and cracked like the keys of an antique player piano. I attempt repair with precision, bite my lips, paint them violent, smack them hard, powder the frown lines, brush the teeth with type eraser, don opaque sunglasses, incapable of reflection. My little black dress. Open the door. Bang it shut. Lock it. 
No one can see the dead fetus of my heart. I smile with closed mouth as I approach the garden. A gracious, quiet sow, tasteful too, even snorts silently, renowned for dimples and nestle road pies. The guests are in the garden with my spouse in a bow tie. He is well disguised as porky scent, overcome by key lime cologne. There are my children, Greveline and Hands, in pink and blue, serving overproof Chernobyl vodka punch from gutted mandolins. Doigts de poisson, topped with fromage creme. Cattle bells, pigs en duvet, violette de tourette. Three strolling violinists attired like gypsies play Hungarian and French music. The women pinch my children's cheeks till they bleed, remark, how sweet and good they are, the wee piglets delicious. The women lift their skirts to taunt the violinists exhibiting thighs in various degrees of decomposition. My elegantly raised children wretch discreetly behind the tomato bush. Vulgar with vodka, the men toss their pigskin hats over the fence and raise their voices and then their fists. The men draw knives and unupholstered guns, slash and shoot. The women sit slowly, watch from afar. Boys will be boys. I watch the men stumble on the stones and stagger through the hyacinths and chrysanthemums, watch them titter, their eyes fluttering till still among the bougainvillea. The women will elope with the three gypsies, squealing all the way to Reno. What a bloody mess. Better outside than inside, as Mother always said. Fetch the spade and pitchfork, my darlings, I tell my children. They ask, who are you? And what have you done to our father? I answer, I am the one who told you to beware of men in gardens. The neighboring husbands arrive with the National Guard, bearing guns, pitchforks, picnic baskets, and shovels. They tether me to the dishwasher. I hear the men in the garden laughing as they unearth the small caskets in which I buried my pets. The men boom like construction workers with earplugs, tell jokes about dead dogs and cats. One shouts, a serial killer we got here so far, 46 fucking dogs and 68 cats. What's that? Canary bugs? What's that? A genuine pigskin hat? I no longer look or smell fresh and inviting no longer produce eggs. Circumstances might improve if I did, but my bones have been shrinking, crown lines expanding, the strings on my violin neck have become more pronounced, my face holds no moisture. There are guards all over the house hunting for bones and drawers, hard drives, sofas, and beds. The guards snort and sneeze as they slash through soft material and feathers with gusto, tip boudoirs and bookshelves over with glee. My head aches from bone loss. I'm shrinking to the size of Gretoline. One of the husbands kicks me in my wound. There's nothing there, he announces. Of course we knew that, no surprise. I dream in my dream that a pretty pink pig comes to rescue me. A super uber pig in winged skates. Super pig tears the ropes that bind me and carries me to Reno. Goodbye, my children. You will learn how to live without nourishment, as I have, as I did. When the men in the garden find the bones of my parents in the casket in which I interred them, they will congratulate themselves and stop for lunch. They will assume, of course, devils on horseback will emerge from their hampers. Devils are now. 
they will celebrate. When they've made hogs of themselves, the digging will resume. They will never find my children or their father. They will discover the bones of a pig and conclude that my husband roasted the beast at a garden party. When they finished uprooting flowers and fruits and looting the garden bones, the men dragged me to rot in the soil. Chained to a fence, I howl like a dog without a voice. Useless, evil woman that I am. I lie still, cannot close my eyes. Turn to stone. is part one of a three-part narrative. The piece is called, in its entirety, Girls at Play. Part one, Venetian Blinds. You said mauve, you did say mauve, shouted mauve when I was in the closet going through red, you blamed me, kept on saying red, it's a sick joke, red is too loud. I was so nervous with the neutral colors, which was hard because he was around the one you said you adored who loved beige curtains. Well, always, and he kept on saying, no, red, it was so loud, my ears hurt, my eyes hurt. Well, I, I knew nothing at the time, never imagined red would scare you and you would never know why, but obviously sometime long ago, nothing to do with me or even him. And of course you were taking his side, his side. He had such a violet eyes, you couldn't help but fall into his shallow lap. His eyes had that effect on all of us. And of course he denied violet, said his eyes were brown like dairy cows, like used cars, denied the passionate extravagance of red, he said, but he was one to church boy. And still is really, you know, he did so love Dremuey. He did. So you denied red, and so I laughed at you, and you made yourself into a ball. I think you were crying and then shouting, Mom, so hilarious, and Mom doesn't shout. And then there I was in the closet. I forget when, but it seemed a long time. I was looking for a new dress to display my new body after bulimia. So spelt blaming you for fucking indigo. Shit. I mean, indigo is so incredibly pretentious. So I said, Hi, indigo. Don't you? I mean cerulean and you said bitch i bet you voted for not the one i was wanting because you you said or so my optic my optic needs an ear and i said bitch you're fucking jealous because i look so fucking damn good in black and then you opened the closet door and i slammed it and i heard you walk away loud as ever in those stupid angry orange stiletto heels and i never ever saw you again never did and i don't regret it never as i slither along the streets with the silver man yes the silver man your father huh? your father the one you haven't seen in so many years father fucker he's more beautiful than he the one with the brown eyes like shit the 
someone you love or love, love is excrement and you can never ever have your father and you never ever expected this twist but then you never knew. But then I think sometimes in the middle of the night all bathed in black and blue I think of you and well I wouldn't say what I think I feel if I knew. You're gone, and I remember a soft, even tender color. I forget which. Please join us next episode for Joe Young and Adam Robinson.